for the next two weeks, Josh and I are going to be sharing together about um, following, discerning the voice of God, the voice of the Father is really kind of what's on our heart, and I think it's really critical for this season. And, and to be honest, um, with my notes here that I've got, uh, probably just going to uh, puke out some of the things that are on my mind or on my heart and let Josh clean up the mess next week. So. <laughs> um, maybe a better way to say that is I'm going to set the table and, uh, and prepare a meal and make a mess in the kitchen and then let Josh clean it up the next day. But anyway, something like that anyways, is what I'm thinking. Um, so anyways, yeah, I just want to just share a few things that are on my heart um, right now for what God, I believe these are things that are God is saying, and not just to us as a church, but to the church of Jesus Christ. I think this is so important in this season and this time, preparing us for what God has for us moving forward here. When I, was, um, when I was 22 years old, and a lot of you already know this story, but it's okay, because I love to brag about God and, and talk about all the amazing things that he's done in my life. And so anyway, so I'm going to share some of those, those stories of hearing his voice and what that likes and what's that like, excuse me. And, uh, but when I was, in, when I was 22, um, I picked up the Bible and just, just had this urge to read and, um, and I just started reading in Matthew and read the whole New Testament. And it was just amazing. As I'm reading there, and I remember every time, every night I would just go, Lord, God, teach me your truth. I mean, I was depressed. I was in this season of depression, not knowing who I was and my purpose in the earth and all this kind of things, and really was struggling. I mean, I was really struggling. Like, why am I here? Why am I even alive? And in the midst of that, God showed up, and it was just like every, I would just turn the pages, and the words were just leaping off of the page. And I was like, who knew? Who knew? You know what I mean? Who knew this about this Jesus, right? And so it was just amazing to me, and I ended up giving my life to him and, and fell in love with him and, you know, um, became a follower, got born again. And then in the midst of that, um, had some incredible experiences with the Holy Spirit, but I was at a prayer meeting just right after that, really seeking God, and, and I was, uh, just randomly end up at this prayer meeting. I'm, I'm just sitting there, and all of a sudden, I start feeling in my body okay now I just want you to I'm saying this but you gotta understand I'm a I'm raised Catholic I have no context for what I'm about to tell you as a person when I'm first experiencing this I have no context right I mean this is foreign territory right that the God that God speaks to me that I can feel heaven I can feel things right and I've read some stuff about it in the Bible but that's all the context I have. I don't have any other context. No one's teaching me. No one's doing anything, you know, with respect to like, oh, this is what's going to happen kind of thing. And so I'm just in this meeting, and all of a sudden, I'm, I'm like, I'm starting to shake. I'm starting to quiver. I feel this like manifestation in my stomach. Like I'm like, oh my gosh, what's happening to me? You know what I mean? And then in the midst of all of this, I'm not, it wasn't a bad sensation, but it was an intense sensation. And I was feeling some things of the kingdom of God. And in the midst of that, I heard the voice of God for the first time in my life. And the Holy Spirit said to me, I want you to witness to these people because I just experienced some things that God wanted me to share with these people. And I dismissed it. I'm like, nope, that's not God. I mean, I'm just telling you, it was like a thought just went right across my head. I want you to witness to these people. To me, it was like I heard an audible voice. I, I, I don't know how to describe that to you. It was just, it was so real and so powerful that it was like I heard an audible voice. And so I dismissed it. God, I don't want to do that. And then I was like, can you give me something else? <laughs> you know, I mean, I was just like, you know, and I say, 
you know, what do you want me to do? And he's like, I want you to witness to these people. And I knew at that moment I was smart enough, at least, or tender enough, because of all the times that I'd spent in the Word, that I was like, this, this is real. I need to do something about this. I cannot ignore what is happening to me. I stood up, and it was just an incredible experience. And uh, God just confirmed so many things. And I knew this was, I was in this training ground of hearing and following the voice of Holy Spirit. And, um, and I think it's so important in this season. Uh, what's really been on my heart is, um, is equipping the body of Christ to endure. I believe we're in a season that we need to be equipped to in, in, endure. The Bible says that uh, in Philippians 4.13 that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. But a better translation of that, if you look at that word that we can do, it's actually to endure, that we can endure, we can endure all things that get thrown at us, all circumstances, whether we have or we have not, everything. We can endure, how? Through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. As we fix our eyes on Jesus and as we follow his voice, that's how we can endure all things. And I feel like God's saying to us, equip the body to learn how to endure. And part of this enduring is learning to hear and to follow and pay attention to the voice of God amidst all of the distractions of things going on around us. That's the critical thing. How do we hear in the midst of turmoil, in the midst of chaos, in the midst of all the things happening around us, right? In the, in the midst of all the things in the news and everything that's being spoken, how do we listen and focus in and follow the voice of God? And I want to read to you, this is a prophetic word by a guy that I highly respect, I listen to often. His name's Dan Moeller. And when he shares this word, okay, I'm going to just read it to you. I just kind of wrote it down verbatim of what he said there. There's a, actually a YouTube link on it, and I'm not real big on all, but there's some good things out there. There's some good things, and he's one of the good guys, I can tell you that much. And so I want to just read this to you because I think it's so relevant and, and, and when he shares this, he even says that this was a now word for the whole church, for the church of Jesus Christ. I mean, obviously, th this is bigger than just Oxford Vineyard. I mean, we're just a part of, of the, the masterpiece of the body of Christ. And so I just want to read this to you because I think it'll help us, and there's some things that I want to draw out of this with respect to following the voice of God. So this is the word. I'm matchless, says the Lord. Be very cautious in this season to keep your eyes fixed on me. In a season of uncertainty and questions of what and what's next, fake news, false news, just remember that your enemy is never people. Your enemy isn't people. Your enemy is deception. Your enemy is unbelief. Remember that in the world of fake news, there's good news. In the realm of unfaithfulness, there's one that is faithful. I am matchless, says the Lord, and in that day you will see that I alone am true. I alone am faithful, and my promise is sure. Be cautious to keep your eyes on me. Don't sell out. Don't let your heart drift apart, says the Lord. Don't get caught up in the things that are fading away and things that are passing. Feel honored, and I love this. Just listen to this. This is feel honored that you are in a alive in a season like this. Feel honored that you are alive in a season like this. We are we have the privilege to be 
in this season, in this hour, and everything that we're experiencing happening all around us, we should feel honored that we get to participate in the kingdom work in the midst of all that's happening. Feel honored that you're alive in a season like this. Did I not write about these things? Listen, did I not write about these things? Is it not even just the beginning of these things? It is just getting started. But you are rising up in me, says the Lord. Do not be deceived. Do not get your eyes on wrong things. Remember why my spirit is in you. Remember why I have given you my word. Do not sell out to something else, says the Lord. Stay at my feet. Stay in my presence. Stay in my wisdom. And do not follow another. For now is the time for my people to be what I paid for. To be what I anointed them for. Your enemy is not people. Your enemy is deception. Keep your eyes at me. Walk in the light as I am in the light. I am matchless, says the Lord. That was a powerful word. That's a powerful word word for us right now and it's 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 a season word it's a season word to stay keep our eyes right in the midst of of all that's happening around us keep our eyes focused on who our victor is right and we're called to thrive in the midst of this we're not just here to survive and to get one day into heaven that's not our purpose. You've been called for such a time as this. Are you alive in this moment to bring forth the kingdom and to show forth the love of God? That's why each one of us is in this room. The Bible says that we're being conformed into the image of Jesus Christ. And God is love and we are being conformed into the image of his love. And we're called to express that love just as Jesus did every moment, every day. And how do we do that? We do that through the voice of God. By living in the presence and in the voice of God. Now, I, I want to just I want to give us one quick warning, and I don't, I don't want to be a doomsday person, but I also, we can't skip these verses. In Mark 13, 22, it says this, for false messiahs, and he's talking about end times and end days. Go read Mark, uh, Mark 13, if you like, and, and you can... Read over that. But it says this, For false messiahs and false prophets will rise up and perform signs and wonders so as to deceive, if possible, even God's chosen ones. Now that should be really, really, really sobering for us. That we, the chosen elect, right, the people of God can actually be deceived by demonic influences in our culture and our community around the world. That we're not, like, we're not like impervious to it, right? I mean, it can actually influence us. And so that's why we have to be careful. And that's why we have to prepare our hearts. And where intimacy with God is so, so very important. So discerning the fo and following the Father's voice is vital in this season for the church of Jesus Christ. So turn with me now to Matthew 16 and... There's a story, this is a familiar story for everyone, but I want to take a different, I want to look at it from a different vantage point. I want to look at it from hearing, receiving information from heaven. I mean, that's the engineer in me, right? Receiving information from heaven. How do we receive information from heaven? What does that look like to receive information from the Father and act upon it?
So uh, it's 16, 13 through 17, and then we're going to skip forward because there's really two stories in one here, but they're so close together, and then 21 to 23. And so this is the story of when Jesus says, you know, are, who, who do people say that I am, right? That's everyone, who do people say that I am? And then Peter, you know, great Peter, awesome Peter, right? The chosen one, Peter, stands up and makes the great, you know, declares, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, right? And all this kind of stuff. But then a few verses later, this awesome Peter stands up and says, no way, Lord, this should never happen to you. And what does Jesus say? Get behind me, Satan, right? So so that's the context. I'm going to actually read the scripture verses, but that's the story. So when Jesus came to Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples this question. What are the people's? What are the people saying about me, the Son of God? Who do they believe I am? They answered, some are convinced you are John the baptizer. Others say you are Elijah reincarnated or Jeremiah or one of the prophets. But you, who do you say that I am? Jesus asked. Simon Peter spoke up and said, you are the anointed one, the son of the living God. Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged. Now this is the part I want you to really focus in. Jesus replied, you are favored and privileged, Simon, son of Jonah, for you didn't discover this on your own. But my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed this to you. He says, you haven't, you haven't, um, you didn't discover this on your own, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed this to you. Now, I think that's extremely interesting, right? He's received information from heaven. This is a supernatural outpouring right of of revelation that that peter received and the thing is is that he didn't even know it he didn't even know or realize that this was a heavenly encounter that he experienced with the father which is really interesting now i think that this is kind of like a teaching session here he kind of takes them aside He's discipling, he's teaching them. And what was, what was Jesus' original message? Jesus' original message to the whole world was what? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. What does that mean? The kingdom of heaven is attainable. It's at, it, it's, it, we can grasp it. We can, we can experience it. It's at hand. It's near us. It's not something far away. It's tangible. It's right here. And it's something that we experience. And I believe that he's teaching them part of that is the voice of the Father. Right? That, this, that the voice of God is attainable, that it is at hand, right? That we can all individually experience the voice of the Father. See, when Jesus came, he demonstrated that the kingdom of heaven was at hand by what? By doing these acts of love, these, the, the, these healings and these signs and wonders were all acts of love towards the people that he was around him. And in doing that, when he was demonstrating that, then he spoke up, and it was like, well, how is he doing this? And Jesus said this in, five, in John 5, 19. He said, I tell you the truth, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees the Father doing, because whatever the Father does, the Son does also. So he says, I can't do anything in my own strength. Everything that I do, these works that you're seeing are all being done, because why? Because I have this revelation from the Father of what to do in every instance and in every circumstance, this divine re- revelation, this supernatural intelligence, it's not artificial intelligence, it's, it's SI, right? It's supernatural intelligence. It's spiritual intelligence. We heard we a message by Chris Valaton, and he, that's what he called, he called it, I think it was supernatural intelligence. 
So we have access to this supernatural revelation, this supernatural intelligence that's available to every believer. Because Jesus goes on and then after this, after he does the works, he says this. He says, the works that I do, you will do also in greater works than these because I go to my Father. And so how are we supposed to do the works? By the supernatural intelligence. By connecting with the Father. By the same way that he did them. So what's the point? The point is that this, this supernatural intelligence, this revelation from heaven, hearing and fo- following the Father's voice, is attainable by every one of us in this room, by every believer in Jesus Christ, by every born-again believer. We have access to the kingdom of God and to this supernatural intelligence that's available to all of us. We just have to learn how to tap into it and learn how the Father speaks. And we should expect, this is, this is important, we should expect the Father to speak to us every day of our lives. Every moment of our life should be filled with an encounter with the God. Right? That's how Jesus walked. And we can walk in that also. This is attainable. This is within reach for every believer in Jesus Christ. This is what we're growing into. See, listen, I, this is my new statement about myself. I go, can I say to myself, that I can't hear the voice of the Father. If I, that's a, I would be lying. I'd be lying to you if I said that I've never heard his voice or that I can't hear his voice. I mean, those would be, all be lies. Absolutely not. See, the thing is this, is that Jesus taught us that God is a Father, and as a Father, he loves to speak and communicate with his kids. I mean, that's the principle of what fathers do, is they love to interact and communicate with their children. So we've got to get this out of our mind that we can't hear his voice or that, we're, that it's some distant voice and he, he speaks, he speaks to, to Kim, but he doesn't speak to me. Or he speaks to Lynn and he doesn't speak to me. Because that's a, that's a bunch of hogwash. You know, you, I'll be praying with people and, and you'll be up here and I'm like, hey, is the Lord saying anything to you? And they'll say, no, nah, but man, I just feel so much peace right now. Well, that's what the Lord's saying to you. See, the problem is, just like Peter, sometimes we, can't, we struggle to discern the way that God speaks and what he's saying. And so what Jesus, uh, Peter is in this, like, this teaching vacuum with, 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 with this master. He's the, you know, Peter's the Padawan, right? And Jesus is the master Jedi, if you will. You know, everyone's going to go, oh, that's true. You can't say that. Ah, Golly. I'm a Padawan. I'm a Padawan of the kingdom. You know what I'm saying? And I'm in this learning place of discerning and following the voice of God in my life. There's a great story of, of, uh, I I read this book. um, um, I just, oh, Heavenly Man. It's called Heavenly Man. And Brother Yoon has this testimony. I'm going to try to make it real quick about hearing the voice of God. And how important it is that we live out of the voice. And so he's, he, God spoke to him and said, you're going to leave the country. I've, you know, and so he's going to leave the country. Well, he doesn't have a passport. He's considered a criminal in China. So that means he's a wanted man. He's like on, not on death row, but I mean, you know, they got all the authorities looking for him. And he's in hiding, whatever. But he's supposed to get on an airplane and leave the country. How's that going to happen, right? So somehow this guy gets him a passport. 
okay? Gets him a passport, gets him a visa, gets all the information for him. And so now he's heading to the airport, and he's praying as he's heading to the airport. And the Holy Spirit speaks to him and says, do not say a word. He's going through customs. And he says, do not say a word. Now, I don't know if about you guys, but, I mean, that doesn't make sense. That defies every principle of what we're supposed to do. When you get asked a question in the airport, you answer that question right now. And so he says, do not say a word. So he gets up there. He doesn't say a word. The guy starts getting mad at him, gets frustrated. He's asking him all these questions. They set him aside and, and, you know, yada, 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 yada. He never says a word the whole time. Eventually, someone just comes through, and they let him go through. And he's like, what just happened? And he gets on the airplane and leaves the country. I'm not even doing justice this whole testimony of what God did. But anyways, come to find out, if he would have said a word, they had voice recognition software at the station right there. And that it would have recognized his voice and they would have immediately arrested him because they would have known he is this criminal. It would have pointed him back to who he was and he would have been done at that point. Now, I want to I submit something to you that, about this. And this is maybe jumping ahead and maybe I'm scattering it around, but it's fitting right now at this moment. That following the voice of God can alleviate a lot of pain and suffering in our lives. See, we, br- br- excuse me, slow down. We blame, we blame God for a lot of these pain and suffering. We go, God, why did you let this happen? Why did you do this? Well, you know what I'm saying? We do all these things and we blame God for all these things. But maybe God didn't do it at all. Maybe it was a decision that we made because we failed to listen to what God spoke us, spoke to us to avoid that situation. And so instead of blaming God, maybe we made a, a choice or we failed to discern what Holy Spirit was saying to us. Right? I mean, how many times? I, I've had this happen to me so many times that I'll be... Like something will happen situationally, and this isn't like listening to the voice, but something will happen, and I get frustrated because I'm delayed or I'm late or something like that, and I'm driving down the road, and all of a sudden I'm in the middle of the night, and I drive up, and all of a sudden, vroom, this deer goes running out in front of me. Five seconds, five seconds, and this deer runs out in front of me, and the thought goes through my mind, and I don't know about you guys, but I go, hmm, why wasn't I thankful for that? a thing that just happened back there that just kept me from hitting that deer. When I was, um, when Kim and I first got married, this is a funny story. We were going to buy our first car. We were, I'm not going to go through the details, but we're going to buy this first car, this Ford Explorer, all right? And uh, we, had our, we, had, we had our sights set on it. And Kim and I, uh, I'm just going to say, our atmosphere in our family is, is when we go to big decisions, we're praying about it. We're asking. We're asking for the voice of the Holy Spirit. So we're praying. And guess what I'm getting? No. I mean, we're, I'm getting, an, I like, like, I'm in the place getting ready to, you know, we're looking at it. And, like, I'm getting nervous inside. Like, I know that it's a no. I know that it's a no. The Lord spoke to me and said it was a no. When I asked, I said, Lord, should we get this car? No. I mean, it was just right there, right in my head. No. Well, guess what John Richter did? Yes, I, I, want, I literally looked up to heaven and I said, I'm getting this car because I want this car. We bought the car. It, I mean, within like four months, the transmission fell out. It was like $2,500 for the transmission. And when you're like in our situation, $2,500 was like, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I mean, it was panic mode. And the car was a dud from the whole time. It was awful. It was so bad. 
So what am I trying to say? I'm not, I don't want to put guilt on anybody. I'm not trying to say that. I'm just saying there's wisdom, right? And when God says no, maybe he's protecting you from something because he's a good father and he knows what's ahead of us. It's not that he's just trying to keep something from you. Because really, it's just the opposite. The Father wants to bless us with all heavenly blessings. So the first thing that I see about this is that the voice of God is attainable. I believe that's what he's teaching the apostles in this story. The second thing that I see, just kind of pausing here, is that our capacity to receive this supernatural intelligence is increased by being in the word. Jesus is the word of God, right? Peter is hanging out with the word of God, and all of a sudden, revelation starts happening. He's having these supernatural, you know, he's getting these supernatural downloads, and he doesn't even know it. Do you see that? There's a a scripture in Romans, uh, chapter 10, verse 70, it says this, so then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Sometimes we say that the word of God produces faith, but actually faith comes, faith is produced by what? By hearing. Hearing, the capacity to hear is increased. The capacity to hear, hearing comes, how? By reading the word of God. That's why I believe that I was that I was able to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Remember when I, in my first testimony? Because why? I was spending time, I was like two hours every night in the Word. I mean, I couldn't, I was just devouring it. I was just devouring, and the Holy Spirit was speaking to me, and I was in the Word of God. As we honor what God said, it'll increase our capacity to hear what God is saying. As we spend time in what God has already declared and said in the promises of God, we'll be able to more clearly hear what God is saying in this now moment. So the word of God increases our capacity to hear this supernatural and to receive this supernatural intelligence from heaven. The third thing I see here is that supernatural intelligence can be subtle and mistaken by my own thoughts. And I mentioned that earlier. But and this is this this is where this is where it takes learning. This is where we've got to understand this. And 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 we're gonna hopefully Josh and I will we'll be able to unpack this even uh, more clearly in the next, you know, this week and next week. But it's really important it, that, you know. I mean, just going back to what took place with Peter. Peter had this revelation, right, and didn't even know that it was from the Father. And I would dare say that all of you have revelations and things and thoughts and experiences, and you dismiss them, and you think that they're your own thoughts, and they're actually coming from where? Directly from heaven. Why? Because you're born again. You're a child of the king. It's your inheritance. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's within grasp. It's right at your fingertips, and all you've got to do is open up your heart and your spirit, and the Lord's going to download. I was praying recently. I was approached about a, a financial investment, right, something to invest in. And I, I'm not going to just throw money at something just because someone says that it's a good idea. And so I prayed about it. 
And I prayed about it. I prayed about it like, like 10 times. And Kim and I prayed about it together. And every time I prayed about it, guess what? I got a no. So guess what? It's no. I'd rather, I don't care what people say, I'd rather follow the voice of Holy Spirit because I've learned that it, it's always beneficial to do so, even if it doesn't make sense in the natural mind. Like, I, I, and I'll just give you an example. I was, I, and I've told this story before, but one of the word of, words of knowledge I've been, you know, in the last like three years, ever since I took Sachem, I was like, Lord, I want to move out in the words of knowledge. I believe that I have access to this. I used to think that that's for Jeff Maglich to do. And now I've just said, no, that's actually for me. I can do that too. And so I started to pray, and I'm, I'm just riding down the road, and I'm just meditating. I'm thinking about how awesome God is. And all of a sudden, this word comes in my mind, boom, herniated disc. And I was like, that's weird. And I'm driving to the auto, auto parts store to pick up a part. And so I get herniated disc. And then it just hit me all of a sudden, like, maybe God, maybe that's a word of knowledge for somebody that I'm about to go see. And I was like, I'll just try it out. Because that's how you learn, Right? It was it my thought or was it heaven thought? And so I get to the place, and guess what? I go up to the counter, I do my little thing, and the guy at the counter, and I go, I know this is weird, but I just got to ask you a question. Do you by chance have any herniated discs? And he was like, oh my gosh, yes I do. I heard him in high school playing football. And so I, he said, can I help you carry your the batteries outside? I said, yes. And so we took, he took, it was a battery, and we took the battery or carried something for me. And I was like, would it, and then I, I said, can I pray for you real quick? I'm going to do a 10-second prayer. And I did a 10-second prayer, prayed for his herniated disc, away he went. Away he, you know, away he went. I didn't get to get the confirmation of whether he got healed or not. But I'm, I'm highly confident because where did herniated disc come from? Right? Now, I'm telling you these stories because it's not, this isn't John Richter. This is, the, this is for every child of God. All we have to do is get the stinking thinking out and start opening up our hearts and we need to start acting on it, which is the next thing that we need to do. Because learning to discern Father's voice must occur in community. And this is where a lot of people in the body of Christ, and this is the warning that I would give, if we're hearing from God and we're not bouncing that off of other people around us and we're hearing God in a vacuum, we are going to get astray. This is where the enemy can come in and can rob, steal, kill, and destroy. Don't do it. Do not, you cannot live. You cannot live by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God if you'd want to live outside of community. It won't happen. Here we have Peter, right? He's, he, he, he says, the little lesson, right? This little community act, this is an activation. This is a Sockham activation. Who does God say that I am? Peter has the word. This is who I think you are. I have no idea if this is right. I'm just throwing it out there. This is what I got. And Jesus says, bingo, that's directly from the Father. That's supernatural intelligence. It's in community. We need people around us that have heard the voice and can recognize it and go, bingo, that's a word from heaven. That's what we do in activations, right? We give prophetic words, we go, bingo, that's right on. Or, oh, you missed it. We can never hear fully. We can never get the fullness 
of Father's voice, if we are not willing to live and to surrender and to come underneath other people in, 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 in authority and in community with each other. Listen, I, I, I know that I can miss the, the voice of God. That's why I want to surround people that are hearing his voice and that I can bounce things off of people. We have to be humble in our approach, and pride can sneak in. If we think we get so good at, right, we get so good at hearing the voice of God that we don't need other people around us. Whew, that's a dangerous place. So what do we need to do? We need to practice. We need to get in an environment where, hey, I'm going to try this, and let's see if it works. That's the same thing I did. I tried it. Let's see if it works. I'm getting this. I'm going to tell you, the one thing I learned, when you pray and ask Holy Spirit for help or for the word, the first thing that props in your mind, mind, probably right. I mean, like nine times out of ten, it's probably right. That's my experience. And then I always try to rationalize it away or go in a different direction, and that's when I get weird. But we need to practice. We need to practice. We need to step out. And, and share, I, I feel like this is what God is saying. I feel like this is what God's doing. I'm going to finish the story here. I know that was a lot from, but my Father in heaven has supernaturally revealed it to you. So then, that was, that was this incredible revelation with Peter. So the, uh, the next few verses, 21 through 23, it says this. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside, Master Peter, Padawan Peter, took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, Far be it from you, Lord. This should never happen. This shall never happen to you. And he, but he turned and said to Peter, Jesus turned and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are a hindrance to me, for you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. You're not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. So this is the key. If we want to hear and get and receive supernatural intelligence from heaven, we must get our focus off the things of man. We must get our focus off the things of man. We can't look at things from a natural perspective. Proverbs 3, right, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That sounds like the natural perspective of life. There's, there's, listen, and I'm not saying there's not principles in the natural perspective of life. I'm just saying that we can't lean on it and it be the Lord and, and driver of our life. That his voice has to be what, what moves us and what drives us and what leads us. We have to get our focus off the things of man and get our, our focus on the things of God. I think it's interesting. I, I, I'll tell you the other thing I think that's interesting. And listen, I say this, and I don't mean this. I, I just ranted on how we have to live in community. But this is the reality is, is that who's the person, right, that he's calling satanic? The guy in closest community with him, 
Right? Here's a guy that has his focus skewed and says, no way, this is not the kingdom. This can't happen, right? So we have to be careful. What am I saying? Is people can come up to you and share a word with you, and it's totally missing what God's saying. And we have to be open to that and just be like, hey, that doesn't resonate in my spirit. I didn't feel the, the presence of God on that word for my life. And believe me, I've been in situations, I've had people come, share prophetic words. They shared them with me. And like this, 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 and happened, you know, and then we started connecting the dots and it, it appeared like I was going to take this job down in Nashville. But you know what? When we prayed about Nashville, Holy Spirit wasn't on it. I just didn't, I didn't feel in my spirit like that was the right thing. Kim didn't feel it, and it was like everything, all the prophetic words were pushing us in this direction, but what was in our spirit was not resonating with that. And I was like, well, maybe there's a deeper, different meaning, because sometimes that's where we miss it. We have a word, but we assume what that word means, and it doesn't necessarily mean that. And so that's why discernment is so important. But we must get our focus off of the things of man. This is important. Listen, we're getting bombarded by news and media all the time. I mean, we're in an information overload, okay? And I'm just saying, our, our, listen, I've been in situations where we we're praying the news. We start, we start praying the news. The news is, is the Holy Spirit directing what we're praying about. You know, I mean, we, we, we now can find out that there's children being murdered in Uganda. And I'm making this up. I'm not saying this is true. I'm just, this totally. But, I'm, you saw, but, I mean, that is at our fingertips, right? You can open up a Google page or you can open up Facebook and you get bombarded with all of this information. And all of a sudden, that becomes the news that we're supposed to be praying about or, or praying into and all that kind of stuff. And if Holy Spirit says that to you, that's fine. But that's not... I'm just saying my direction on prayer doesn't come from that. Listen, there's people in Uganda that are, have been commissioned to pray and intercessors that are praying into that thing. And I'll join with them if Holy Spirit says that. But I need to go first to him and get my eyes off of the things of man and onto the things of God and say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying? What are you doing in this hour and this time? We have to turn off the news and media. I mean, and I get... You just got to turn it off. I don't know what to tell you. It just can't supersede what God is saying in, in his voice in our life. It can't supersede what he's saying and doing in our life. And we have to get, so to, to get out those distractions. Peter was distracted, right? He was distracted because he saw Jesus as the ultimate leader of a nation instead of the king of kings and lord of lords that he was destined to be and what he was going to do at the cross. And so we, we got to get our eyes off of the natural and, and focused on him and fix our eyes, just as, as uh, Dan Moeller said, we have to keep our eyes focused, our heart focused on him and allow him to speak what he is saying and what he's doing. So let's stand up, let's worship. Listen, his voice is attainable. This is what I want you to get out of this. His voice is attainable. It's at hand, right? The word of God increases our capacity to hear. 
We have to be, the supernatural intelligence can be subtle, right? And we have to learn how to discern what the Father's saying, and He's speaking to us all the time. We learn and discern His voice when we are in relationship and community, right? And we need to get our focus off of the things of man and our focus on Him. As we stare at Him, as we behold Him, right? That allows us to hear better His voice and what He's saying in this season. So Lord, we just, we worship you. God, we praise you. We come here now. We want to adore you with all of our heart. You said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Your voice is vital to us, God. We just, that's what we confess, God. I know me. I know, I know how easily I get distracted. God, I get distracted by things that are happening around me. I get distracted that things are happening in my own life. But God, ultimately, I am yours. I'm your son. We're your children. You love us, Father. You love meeting with us, God. And, and our relationship with you, it supersedes everything. Life flows from our relationship with you. Life is, occurs in relationship with you. And Father, I want to hear your voice, not just for me, but I want to hear your voice so that I can love well, God. I want to love well, Jesus. Father, I want you to increase my capacity to love. I want you to increase our church's capacity to love the people around us, oh God. You've called us to love and to be loved to represent you well in the earth, Jesus. That's our prayer, God. We want to we do that well. In Jesus' name.